Hi, welcome to another episode. I am Jason Zyre, and this one's about a hero. What's a hero? Some may say Batman, Superman. You can have a football star that's a hero. Let me tell you what my hero is. Since the beginning of time, there's been wars. There's been a war back when Jesus was around, if you believe in that. There's been wars for everything. United States was founded on a war. Well, let me tell you about something that really touches home. William Zyner and Caroline Bersing, they married and they had a son, Edward Otto Zyner. He was a cook in World War One. And if you go to Torrington at Co Park, there's a monument, and his name is on that monument. Well, when he got out, Edward O. Zyner met a woman, Marion. They dated and they married. They had a daughter, Virginia. She was called Ginny. And later on, a son, born on April 12th, 1923. His name was Edward James Zyner. He was born in Connecticut, which is a small town in the Northwest Hills, Litchfield County. 23,000 people lived in the town. Throughout his childhood, he attended Torrington schools. Well, at this time, Adolf Hitler took power in 1933. Hitler promised to overturn the Treaty of Versailles. It was a shady deal by the politicians at that time, Hindenburg and Papen, who foolishly thought they can control him. Well, Edward buckled down, joined the track team, and graduated in the summer of 1941. World War II has already been going on for two years at this time. A few months later, the most horrific thing happened to the United States. The date was December 7, 1941. Pearl Harbor got hit bombed by the Japanese. He got drafted thereafter. At the start, he served as a volunteer in the civilian air defense. Upon entry into the service, he was assigned to the second air force in the United States Army Air Corps and later he was transferred to the 90th Infantry in the European Theater. The European Theater was an area of heavy fighting across Europe. June 6, 1944. For those that don't know, this was hell on earth. 
also known as the longest day. There are songs made about this, movies are made about this. I can't say the name, but saving private such and such. Um and so so on was made about this day. Well, we hit Omaha Beach. This was a bloody and savage attack. The first wave we the United States sent troops on Higgin boats. These boats hit Germany with such force, but not hard enough. These boats had three sides, and the fourth side was a ramp that lowered into the water. When these boats arrived, guys had a huge breakfast. They prepped them for the fight that was going to until the day. They were not counting on the rough seas. So these guys had a full breakfast on water that was really rough. And they yes, they did start vomiting. They got very disoriented. So when the ramps lowered, guys were sick. Guys were not ready to fight. And this caused for nowhere to the soldiers to go. They were stuck in between the walls and the lowered ramp. The men on the shore, Nazis, had a clear shot at them. They couldn't get off the boat and they were getting shot at. We lost 4,400 troops that day. So just contemplate that for a minute. These boats coming in just lowered the ramp. These guys don't even have their guns ready and they're already getting shot at. There was two waves. The first took most of the damage. The other wave that came in my grandfather was on that second wave. My mother's father was on that second wave. I didn't know much of the, his war stories. He wouldn't tell. He was a very solitude man. All I know is he was in the second wave of Normandy. He also was in a tank that got shot. And through his whole life, he had ringing in his ears. One long ribs missing on his left side and he was a boxer in the service he laid in a foxhole for three days and ended up with tuberculosis Ardennes, Nazi Germany, Belgium and Luxembourg December 16th 1944 Winter in Germany, days around 20 degrees Fahrenheit, nights around negative 15. And that's without the wind chill. Our men, including my grandfather, Edward, prepared to hold back the Nazis in their last struggle. This was known from then till now as the Battle of the Bulge. Our men 
not supplied with the basics. They didn't even have winter supplies. They had summer coats. They had summer sleeping bags. If you were lucky, you would have a, a spring bag. A spring sleeping bag. No insulated tents, no nothing. We got there, it was so fast, it was faster than what the United States figured. So these guys were even prepared. We managed to take over the area from the Germans. It was so bloody. We lost about 85,000 men. Germans lost about 100,000. We did win that battle. We stopped the, the Nazis from overtaking this area. My grandfather and some other men were shacking up in a shed. One night, Ed had to go relieve himself. He got up in the middle of the night, headed out some distance away from the shed for privacy. As he did, he looked up around and the shed got hit. By a, by a round. Blowing the shed down. Killing and wounding the soldiers that were in the shed. The guys that he served with were guys that he went through boot camp with. His brothers. He fought as a bar infantryman in General Patton's 3rd Army. He received the Bronze Star, which is given only to survive, only to serving the U.S. after December 6, 1941. Those who are in the armed forces swing themselves, themselves or themselves by heroic achievement or service not in the Air Force. He received a Purple Heart, which is being injured by the enemy. He received the European African Middle Eastern Campaign Medal. This is for serving in the Armed Forces between December 7th, 1941 and March 2nd, 1946 in the theater district of the North Africa and Middle East. He received the Victory Medal, which is for serving December 7, 1941 through December 31, 1946. As that wasn't enough, so he served as a non-commissioned officer until discharge. He returned back to Tarnock, Connecticut after he was honorably discharged. In 1946, having experience within the Civil Air Defense, he was trained as an auxiliary fireman. Taking his knowledge, he went to the town fire department. He started as a call man. He became full-time position in 1947. He met a girl 
who found out that he served his country proud. Her name was June Butts. As time passed, they dated and they married. They lived on a road named Benham Street in Torrington. They had a son born that summer of 1951, Ed Zenger. They would have a total of four other kids, Mark, Jeff, Jonathan, and Robert. Edward being goal-oriented and a go-getter, became the fire marshal in 1962 until he retired in 1984. He would go to schools and businesses to inspect them. He was well known around the town. When he finally retired, he had six grandkids. There was Edward, me, Mark, Courtney, Heidi, and Matthew. While the family grew, he became a role model for many family, friends. I never knew him to swear, talk down, or belittle anyone. He made friends wherever he went. I can remember he would go for a walk, nature walks around the block and take care of his yard. He would go out there as soon as a twig fell and pick it up. That's where he got the name Twiggy and that name stuck for years. He would actually walk up to people when we were kids and say, my arthritis is really bothering me. Just out of the blue. I remember going to a park as a little boy and he was just a kind old man. I remember spending nights through my childhood at their house and the stories he would tell, bedtime stories, war stories, whatever, it was all amazing. My cousin was messing around with his tea. He wanted to find it. She was, I'm not telling you. He whispered in her ear, I killed more important people than you. I don't ask any questions. I just go with it. He was a member of the fire service status. It's good. Fire service station of the National Fire Protection Association a past member of the New England Association of Firefighters. Also a former member of the firefighters and former fire member. And he was also a member of VFW Post 9086. He was really let down when his son got sick. 
in October of 2013, his son passed away, his firstborn, Ed Zeiner. Not long after that, we lost an American hero, a fireman, fire marshal, husband, dad, uncle, grandfather, and great-grandfather. On May 9th, 2015, he passed away. He had four daughter-in-laws, 14 grandchildren, six great-grandchildren, but still a love of his life. June was beside him through it all. The calling alerts for Ed was at Rose Funeral Home, a great comedy place for a veteran. I highly recommend you give them a chance. The first two men to come in after the family had viewing hours were two veterans with army shirts. I asked if they knew Ed. They said no, but he was a fallen brother. The Toronto Fire Department had a recent fireman standing guard at the head of his casket, relieved every 15 minutes. That's respect. There was a line out the door. We had family, friends, police, firefighters, and whoever else that one soul touched. The following day, we had the funeral. We arrived at Rose and had the procession to Hillside Cemetery. I had the honor to be a pallbearer for my grandfather. We arrived at the burial. The fire department and veterans honor guard was already there. When we arrived, they were at, at attention. The fire department said a wonderful speech, then did last call. For those that don't know what last call is, it's where they send a tone over the air. They call the person's name three times, and they get no response. Lines are empty. Then they say the person's name and title and how long they served, and they did a good job. Then a speech. At the end, it says, all clear. We have it from here. You are free to go. Rest in peace. Then the honor guard for the veterans did their salute. They played taps and they did the folly with the guns. They gave the folded flag to my grandmother, which they do when another veteran has passed. Not a day goes by that he is not missed. If you ever see a veteran, thank him. 
for our service, even if you don't believe in what he is fighting for. He is away from his family for years, missing holiday births and missing on memories. If you at least have a moment of silence when you hear of one that has passed. So let me start by saying thank you to all the men, women that are in the armed forces now or plan to go or were in the past. I thank you. So I just want to run something by you guys. There was millions of people that served in World War II. We now only have around 2.3 to 2.5% living. We are losing over 200 World War II veterans per day. And that's not just for World War II. There's a lot of other wars. We lost a lot of people. Remember them when you sit down and have a dinner that they can't have or their family can't have. Well, until next time, again, I am your host, Jason Zeiner. Be safe.